Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. This is wonderful. I wasn't trying to say that like I was like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, a little bit. This is wonderful. I'm Rachel. (laughs) I'm so cool. This is wonderful. Shall we talk about things we like that's good that we're into? And it's it's thank you so much for joining us. I'm racking my brain to think of something special to say. Is it okay to just be like this episode's normal? <laughs> you don't ever hear that on like TV and media when the hosts of shows are like, "This is a normal one." We got a normal show for you tonight, guys. It's gonna be. A show that we are used to making and you're used to hearing. Some people like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I watch Top Chef and they're like, today's episode's going to be crazy. Um, sometimes I'm like, I just wanted a normal one, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. Like in Restaurant Wars, it's like, this is going to be the most fucked up episode of Top Chef of the whole season. And I'm like, I just wanted a normal, can't they just cook? <laughs> I like the cooking. And while I'm on my soapbox here, sometimes on Top Chef they're like, Today, you're going to cook outside. There's bees everywhere, and you can't use any cutlery at all, and it has to be a dish we can eat using just our faces and uh-huh. no hands. Uh-huh. And it's also, it's snowing, and there's hungry foxes and all, all over. all your ingredients are canned goods. All your ingredients are canned goods, and you don't get a can opener. And then they eat the food, and Tom Colicchio is like, this kind of tastes bad. Yeah, Tom. Yeah, Tom, why do yeah. you think that is, Thomas? Yeah. This isn't the, up to the level of quality I expect it to be. Yeah, man, you put a bunch of funny restrictions <laughs> on them, don't you think? That is part of the problem? Anyway, we're watching Top Chef right Yeah, now. we are. I guess that's my small wonder. We're watching Top Chef All-Stars. Yeah. It's a good season. A lot it of good, good chefs. It's, it's like World All-Stars or something. Yeah. It's uh, like it's like Top Chef apparently uh, airs all over the globe. Yeah. Uh, and so they took winners from seasons uh, all over and it's people from different countries. That show has really changed. We were remarking on on that when we were watching this most recent episode. It's very um very posy, very like all the all the folks are genuinely very sweet to each other and very yeah. kind and supportive. And Jesus, that used to not be the case. Yeah, no, there used to be like real conflict. There was like a lot of ego and a lot of people that didn't get along and they like didn't want to work together. And you don't see that as much. I don't remember his name. I remember there's a bald Frenchman who was on the show who yeah. was just kind of a jerk a yeah. lot of yeah, the yeah. time. And uh, I, you just don't see, you just don't see that very much, huh? Yeah, I don't know if that's like careful casting on their part or people understand. chef culture has shifted a bit. Or people understanding like I better be on my best behavior. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, that was my small wonder. I really did. Yeah, I snuck it in there. Is that okay? Yeah, no, that's fine. But what do you have to talk about? Can I mention your gym participation? Sure. Sure. Uh, I have been going to the gym since April. I joined one close to our house. And I've been talking about it. I I wouldn't say incessantly. I've been talking about it no. a reasonable amount for yeah. somebody that goes to the gym a reasonable amount. Yeah. And uh, Griffin joined me uh, last week, and we have been twice now, and it's it's delightful. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's it's very it's very doable. We shouldn't yeah. say what gym we go to because I'm not trying to get poached out there and <laughs> poached. Yeah, you know, like I, someone turned me into a 
rug or suit or something like that. But oh, um, I thought you meant like another gym would be like Griffin. Have we got a deal for you? Yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think that that's. I don't think they're going to be. This isn't money ball, I'm not like some <laughs> a commodity to be traded around. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's good. I've I I have been very um, our chill. It's been kind of worrying that our children have increased in energy level and ability as I have decreased in those <laughs> yeah. same statistics. Yeah, before my time, I would say. And so yeah. uh, this has been it's been nice to kind of remind myself that I, you know, I can move it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, uh, it's impressive. I think you're gonna, you're gonna get some quick gains. Oh, for sure. I'm already, I think, feeling it. Uh, I mean, I'm for sure fucking feeling it. Yeah. This, the soreness is truly next level, <laughs> but that's weakness leaving the body from what I understand. Do you know who said that or where that came My from? My doctor. I feel like you always say that to me as if it is a known quote. And I, I don't saw know. it on the wall of um, my my high school gym had like a weight room for like the football players to get stronger. Yeah. And I saw that painted on there. I don't know why the fuck I was in there. I didn't belong and I wasn't using it. But at, I saw at, that and I was like, wow, that's cool. At my school, you could take weight training as a class. Yeah, that was, yeah. And get like a credit for so it. So wild. Um, so bonkers. That's wild to me. They had like an inspirational saying and that that was the one they chose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's bonkers to me that you could take weight training as a class, but also like I took piano as a class, you know? It's uh-huh. the same. If you And think I mean, about- you lift heavy stuff more than you play piano. That's fair. Yeah. Especially as our boys get heavier. Again, the boys are getting so big and strong. (laughs) Help. I go first this week. Yes. I do a song this time. Okay. It's a good one. I'm excited to talk about this. Okay. It's a song that has become very prevalent in our household. Oh, wait. More so. This could be a number of songs. More so than any Danny Go, any Coco Melon. Any Blippy or Kids Bop or other children-focused music, it is our our two-year-old's favorite song, (laughs) which he requests by name frequently, several times a day, at least. That song is, of course, Turned Down For What by DJ Snake and Lil Jon. I thought for a moment you were going to do Skibbity Bop, Yes, Yes. (laughs) No. Yeah, there's some... Okay, there's a... God, it's so hard to explain the internet sometimes but there's like a thing called skibbity toilet which is like a meme from a youtube video i guess and then they made roblox games out of it or some shit and then every youtuber on earth that henry watches is all about skibbity toilet and then there's a song called skibbity bop yes yes I can't. This rabbit hole actually makes me tired to go down it to uh-huh. say it. I can't imagine. This is like what it's a like reply all episode right now. Yeah, this is not what I want. <laughs> this is I want to talk about "Turn Down for What" by DJ Snake and Lil John. Yes, I just I'm not sure I appreciated this song enough in its time, and I'm glad that our son has allowed us this chance to kind of reevaluate it. Because man, it's it's just a stone cold banger every. Every single time. Um, I feel like this was, he was on the path. Because last time we talked about this, we talked about the drop and how he gets very excited about the drop. Oh, right. Yeah, we played that clip. Yeah. And so now we have moved to the next phase, which is he has identified specific songs that have drops that um, are just 
impossible not to love. This I'm gonna play turn down for what? You've heard it a million times, but you're, you're about to hear a million and one. It is just, this song is just kind of three drops. When you think about it as like a, you could, I would, I love sort of imagining the line graph of this song, yeah, the like yeah. sort of sine wave uh, pattern of turn down for A what? lot of times I will lose track and I'll be like, is there one left or was that the last one? Uh, yeah, I, the third one always sneaks up on me. <laughs> um, this is a song that feels like it's been around since the dawn of time. Uh, it's hard to imagine a time in my life before turn down for what? Uh, despite the fact that it came out in December 2013, which is 10 years ago. So I guess it has been out for a grip, huh? It has been out for a minute. That came out like when we got married. That song came out the year we got married. Isn't that weird? Yeah, like the month we got married. If it's, it's easy to kind of lump it in with the rest of Lil John's body of work, right? <laughs> because uh, this uh, Turn Down For What came out in 2013. Get Low dropped in 2003 which is 20 Whoa. years ago. That feels right, because I remember many, I remember that that song really had a seismic shift impact on my high school dances <laughs> when Get Low came out. Even though I remember being, let me think, 16 and hearing Till, um, Till Sweat Drips Off My Balls and thinking like, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> None of none of the people here on, that are listening to this are ready. For uh, this. Excuse me, I'm going to need to leave. <laughs> I should leave. Can someone call my parents? Uh, DJ Snake is a, a French DJ and producer who had been buddies uh, with with Lil John for several years uh, before this collab. Um, by the way, fun mini game. Maybe not. Maybe you'll crush it. How old do you think Lil John is? Who? Uh, 51. 52, wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. Yeah, usually I'm not as good as that as, as I was just then. So I think um, if I hadn't told you that Get Low came out 20 years ago, you would have undershot a bit you, more. Now I'm at an age where I kind of take my own age and I guess oh, based I see, I on you. how old I am, this yeah. person would be and that's how I got there. Um, so DJ Snake put together the beat for turn down for what before it was turned before i had words it was just a beat it's just this amorphous beautiful thing that existed in the artistic ether of his mind and he sent it to Lil john to try and get a, a collaboration going this is a quote from dj snake that is very good when i hit up the big homie john <laughs> which like he's not lil which one is he Describe th- which he probably, adjective. He probably, his friends probably, he prefers. To his friends, he is the big homie John. Yeah. When I hit up the big homie John and asked him if he wanted to be on the track, this song is a pretty bawling song. He heard the beat and was instantly down with the vision. What he sent me back, though, absolutely blew my mind. I knew John was one of the best, but he absolutely killed it on this joint. I am so glad, again, to kind of revisit Lil John because... There's like what? There's like eleven words in this song. Like, fire yeah. up that loud! Another round of shots turned down for what? Twelve words. Twelve words over and over again. And so you hear that, and you're like, "Wow, little John really uh, made bank on that. Really got the money and ran on this one." But there is no one else. There's no one else who could bring to this song what little John brought to it 
period. There's not yeah. another performing artist alive who could do what he did on this song. And can I tell you that until you just said those lyrics to me, I I only I only knew the turn down for what part. I didn't I heard the word shots in there. I yeah. But I couldn't distinguish anything else. I thought it for a while I thought it was like five to nine and everybody shots. So it was like we're yeah. almost like nine to five, but no, it's fire up that loud, another round of shots. Uh that is what little John sent him back. Little John was like, Thank you for the beat. Here's what I have. Fire up that loud, another round of shots, turn down for what? Um, and he just sent that him yelling that in his incredible way about 200 times, uh, <laughs> which is just precisely what the doctor ordered. Uh, and this, the, the, that's the lyrics are very good. The, the beat, the actual instrumentation of the song is also exceptional because I feel like it's so deeply ingrained in my mind. Like I can imagine every sort of movement of trap mm-hmm. drums and like synth warbles, uh, that, that, happen in sequence and i feel like they despite that they do hit so right every single time yeah uh, from the build-up to the to the sort of climate climacies which is the plural of climax (laughs) of course um the message of the song is also so great i think uh because it's just it's a party jam right yeah 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 and so there's a lot of ways to frame that. And certainly Lil John has done a lot of that framing in so many different ways. Shots, 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 shots. Everybody. Like more straightforward, like this, let's party. What this song says is what possible reason could we have to <laughs> stop partying? Yeah. And it doesn't provide an answer to that rhetorical question. That it might be solvable. Like, turn down for what? What there could be like, I'm sick. I'm sick today, little John. And then he would be like, that's okay. I, you're okay. Griffin is excused. That's his next track. Griffin <laughs> is excused. I have terrible new- news. Big big homie John, I have terrible news. Terrible news. Your car is being towed. Oh, okay. I will be back in a moment. Turn down for a, set, for a bit <laughs> until I go and rectify this. I have to go pick up my kids from soccer practice. Turn it down. Until, let me see, reconvene here at 7.30 and then turn it back up. At, well, yeah, at which point the what will be over and we do not have to turn it down. So the song is excellent. Gus wants it constantly. When he shouts turn down for what, he only gets like every other word and it's very It's fun. funny because and it's it's really the the excitement and the momentum because he will specifically ask for turn down for what. He will say all of the words in that order. But then when the song is playing and it gets to the point where he can shout that, you could tell he kind of panics. He panics every single time. <laughs> it's very good. Um Song is great. The music video is the stuff of legend. I don't know that I've seen it. Okay. I'm going to just put it on the computer in the background. Okay. While I continue to talk about it, because it's important. You're just going to have to imagine the, the song playing. So that's Daniel Kwan. Oh. From uh, the Daniels. The uh, Academy Award-winning directors of Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Yes. Uh, that's Sunita Mani, who has been in a bunch of stuff. She's in uh, Mr. Robot and Glow and uh, Spirited. She was the Ghost of Christmas Past. She's been in a bunch of stuff. So in this video, uh, Daniel Kwan is plays a man who starts out on top of his apartment building and as the song goes, he humps his way through the <laughs> through the ground. <laughs> 
and smashes through every floor using his uh, sort of pelvis as a kind of like, I don't know, like sonic cannon. Uh, and he just just humps his way through the apartment and makes a big party happen. And soon everybody else starts humping through the ground and smashing through the ground, and it's very powerful and poetic and uh, cartoonishly kind of weirdly horny. Uh, it's going to be hard to kind of continue talking uh, while this happens in the background. Yeah, I think I've seen enough. Um. So I think it's very good that the Academy Award-winning directors of Everything Everywhere All at Once uh, created and starred in this music video for Turn Down For What. Uh, there's a quote from Daniel Kwan who said, For a while, Daniel and I had been wanting to explore male sexuality in a really weird way. For some reason, our brains came up with this image and this other universe where dudes are so pumped up on their own dicks and they're so <laughs> into their testosterone that the way that they show that is by breaking shit with their dicks. So whatever happens, that would just be a funny logical progression. You're really like planting the seeds for the film that they would go on to make. You yes, know? of course. Uh, like absolutely. this alternate reality where things are ridiculous. Yeah, there's a big uh, uh, hot dog finger exactly. energy to, to the music <laughs> video. Anyway, that's turned down for what? Great song that really has made me appreciate the singular legacy of Lil Jon um, and DJ Snake. Um, I saw a great story from the 2016 election, I think, or maybe 2020, when someone asked Little John to endorse Trump for president, because I guess he was on Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, yeah. And his response was a tweet that just said, how about fuck no? <laughs> great. Anyway, can I steal you away? Yes. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? <laughs> it's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis -vis, um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be 
the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Styles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can you can sell? Uh, your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain you there Have you considered listening to the Beef and Dairy Network, an award-winning comedy show in the form of a newsletter podcast for the beef and dairy industries? Well, maybe you should. And why don't you try our most recent episode, episode 99, which features American man Paul F. Tompkins playing Queen Elizabeth II's former personal beef sommelier. Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II and I laying on the floor of her bedroom, uh, just helplessly laughing till tears run down our faces as corgis are jumping on us, over us, licking us. That is a day that I will treasure forever until I am executed. Find the show at MaximumFun.org. I hope there's beef in heaven. Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Jarrett Hill. And I'm Travel Anderson. And we want to know, have you ever had mixed feelings about the things that you love? Ooh, maybe about the things that you hate? Then Fantai is the show for you. Fantai is the podcast for all those complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives. You might have conflicting feelings about Kamala Harris or mm-hmm. propaganda or mm-hmm. interracial friending. Mm-hmm. That's all right, because we do too. And we get into it every single Thursday. Catch this Slay Worthy audio at MaximumFun.org. That's MaximumFun.org slash Fantai. That's F-A-N-T-I. Come get all this good good. Or this great great. I have my topic for you. Are you Uh, ready? Yes. My topic this week is the zoo train. The zoo train. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I guess this is a thing, huh? This is a thing. Yeah. It was difficult to find like one resource. I really, I like, I literally Googled a list of zoo trains. (laughs) Doesn't, doesn't exist. Can I say something? This is kind of, this happens on this show sometimes where we become the source. We are the ones who are like, wait a minute, something's happening here. There's trains in a lot of zoos. Now, all of a sudden, we are the Nexus Lexus result when you search for zoo trains. It's like, well, wonderful. <laughs> Did a pretty deep dive on this. And talked about four zoo trains. So there's got to be at least four. Okay. It's probably the same four that I'm thinking of. So let's see. No, there's a lot of zoo trains. Okay. Thank God. Uh, when I was searching for this, it was just, um, it seemed like the majority of zoos have a train. I love that. That doesn't make any fucking sense at all. I love it so much. I think I I couldn't really figure out like you can Google any number of things like you can find out what the first zoo is or like, you know, the oldest zoo in this country. Um, But if you Google like first zoo train, (laughs) you will not (laughs) find anything. (laughs) Uh, so I just thought I would do kind of a, a smattering of zoo trains. Yeah. My my experience, of course, began in St. Louis, um, the St. Louis Zoo Line Railroad, as I knew it. Um, now it is, it is uh, sponsored by Emerson. 
So it is the Emerson Zoo Line Railroad. Um, but it is a mile and a half around the zoo. Uh, and there is a like a 20 minute little informational like speech that happens while you are on it. Like the little person will sit in the back and will will tell you about the zoo and the areas you are going through. Uh, and the train can hold like 80 people and it is a great way to get around. Um, it is an important way to get around. That's the, a, that's a big zoo to try yeah. to traverse by foot. Yeah. So the St. Louis zoo is 90 acres, which doesn't even rank it as, as one of the like five biggest. When I was looking like the Bronx zoo is up there, of course, our zoo here, the Smithsonian, I don't know how exactly they are counting acreage and what makes a big zoo like is it just the land it takes up or the number of exhibits i don't know it was difficult for me to determine uh but yeah the st louis zoo train we took henry on it um once and it's like it's like a bonus thing like you go to the zoo to see animals and then there's also a train to ride it's a hat on a hat and it looks but that both hats look Really good. And it's a great way to get around. I think like the nature of zoo is that you have a lot of like open, untree-lined, often concrete area. And in the summer, it is miserable. So bad. Get on that train. Now, all of a sudden, you're on the other side of the zoo and you're a little relaxed. Our small son went to zoo today and big son had the opportunity to go to zoo and was like, nope. And I was like... I kind of get it. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty hot out there. It is pretty hot. So I wanted to to talk about some zoos, uh, some notable zoos. San Francisco's zoo train, um, I just wanted to bring it up because they call their train the Little Puffer. Oh, that's cool. Which I just love so much. Uh, it was actually, it was, the train itself was purchased in 1925 and installed in the zoo in 1941. Still going? Still same train? Uh, yeah, it's, well, it went in storage from like 1965 to 1997. Whoa. And then was restored. I mean, here's the thing, and this is why a lot of zoos would not have a train or would not continue to have a train. It is expensive to keep up a train. All that coal? And zoos, which are focused on animals, not coal. (laughs) A lot of them are steam. Okay. Um, Some of them are coal, though, probably. Just like a little kid, like a little stained kid in the <laughs> each front. Each train has like one coal, like uh-huh. each time just to get it to go around. It's just a monkey, a monkey with a <laughs> shovel. It's a living. Uh, um, Got a little tin lunchbox with a banana in it. Um, I wanted to talk Play about- Play with me. <laughs> Play with me. I feel like I did for a little while right. with my little one coal. Okay, fine. Gets the whole train going. All right. Um, I, I, there has also been a move to electric trains, which I think is interesting. Uh, St. Louis just got one in March, 2023. Uh, Cincinnati has one now. Um, the focus is to, to save on fuel and maintenance costs, uh, and Cincinnati, uh, gained status as the greenest zoo in America, Wow! uh, which is part of the reason that they, they took on the electric train. Um, the one I wanted to spend a little time on is the San Antonio Zoo. Now, we have never been there. No. I've heard good things, though. Yes. Yeah, we, it's kind of embarrassing how little we went to San Antonio, considering we were like an hour away. We went a couple times. It's, you know, it was, it's cool. I, lo- I genuinely like San Antonio every time we went there. I don't think just... we ever took our children there, though, did we? Maybe not. Maybe yeah, not. I don't no. think so. Uh, so the San Antonio Zoo has a train, 
Uh, The railroad there was built in 1956 and at the time was the longest miniature railroad in the world. Uh, It was formerly known as the Brackenridge Eagle. Cool. Uh, God, trains have the coolest names. (laughs) Um, Because it goes around uh, Brackenridge Park. Uh, The thing I wanted to talk about is 1970 when this miniature train was robbed at gunpoint. What? Uh, in, in 1970, in July, so, you know, we just passed the anniversary, uh, they have what San Antonio calls the great little train robbery. (laughs) Wait, why would, why? They celebrated every, I'm going to get there. They celebrated every year, which I think is funny because it was an actual crime. Like these people actually went to prison. Um, but it is like so unusual, um, that they, they celebrate it as an event every year. Uh, and so at this point, it was over 50 years ago. Uh, and what happened? So there is there is a like a it's actually a witness testimonial. So the people that were kids at the time were told a, a newspaper the story of the experience. Uh, the person they interviewed, um, their father was uh, the manager at the like train depot. Okay. <laughs> so they were on the train like his kids like the family was on the train uh and the train stopped and then they heard people talking about how the train was being held up while on the train um the robbers two people wearing masks one had a gun and the other had a duffel bag uh and some people started hopping off the train immediately we're just like forget this i'm out of here yeah no kidding at which point the robbers were like get back on the train <laughs> They clearly didn't have a plan. No. Well, uh, <laughs> they, except that they did because they robbed a train. Like, but anybody that's been on a miniature train knows, like, it's, it's, you know, there isn't an elaborate. You aren't contained. Sometimes there's like a little chain that hooks onto the side, but there's not a lot of barrier. What a strange choice. Uh, and then people were just kind of skirting the. The issue, like they saw it happening, and so they put stuff in their socks, they took their money out of their wallet, and so by the time the robbers got to them, they like didn't have anything available to the robbers because the robbers were trying to move quickly, just going from like person to person. So yeah. you saw them coming down the way, you were like, Oh, I better hide all my stuff. By the time they got there, there wasn't there wasn't anything to get. Uh so what happened was one uh the person who was being interviewed, her dad, as I mentioned, own the train or manage the train depot and one of the guys on the train like got on a walkie-talkie radio thing and and reached out to her dad and said there are people robbing the train he's like are you kidding me (laughs) are they armed and they said yes so she said her dad clicked off the radio opened up a safe and pulled a gun out which I they don't explain why somebody managing a zoo train would have a have gun. Have a gun? Yeah, that's safe. another great question. But apparently they knew. They had their suspicions. They knew like this would be the perfect crime. I should get strapped. If I were a criminal, I would rob our small train for sure, for sure. At which point this woman's dad uh told the person he was working with to lock everything down. They're probably going to double back and try to rob the main office here too. Uh, By the time he got there, the robbers were already gone, but they did get caught. Apparently they were soldiers that were stationed nearby at Fort Sam Houston. Guys. They got away with about $500 in valuables and cash. 
Um, but they got caught. And train robbery is a federal crime. So they were given uh, 10 and 20 years in the federal penitentiary because of their train robbery. That's that's the wildest that's the wildest crime. It's not the wildest crime, right? There's obviously lots of wild crime stories out there. And speaking from experience, there's very little that is funny about being robbed at gunpoint. Yes. But the leaps that someone has to go through to plan this heist and not go should we maybe do like a building instead? Should we maybe not do? No, it might be better. Hey, Rob, I was thinking about this. Um, maybe we should, um, you know, do like a room with walls, yeah, yeah, and yeah. a door, and not a big long room with no walls, and is in a zoo in the middle of a zoo. Uh, <laughs> do you think they just wanted to do a train robbery really bad? It's very possible. And it, I mean, here's the thing. It is it is celebrated now. So apparently this crime uh, marked itself in regional and state history as the first time in 47 years a train had been robbed. <laughs> uh, and the last known train robbery in the state. So they really let they they are lumped in now with all these famous train robbers in history. Well, probably not in the way they <laughs> were hoping they would be. Uh, so apparently they have, it is not unusual for them to celebrate this at the, uh, San Antonio Zoo. Uh, recently zoo employees dressed as bandits once again, walked the length of a train holding out a bag, this time asking for donations towards a new train. That's great. <laughs> um, I want so... Part of the reason I thought of this uh, is because I have talked a lot about how I really want the Smithsonian National Zoo to have a train. Please. It's too big. It's not just big, folks. It's, uh, it is ang- angular. It is uh, a downhill jaunt, which then becomes yes. a very rough uphill jaunt. Yes, there are like two entrances, one at the top of the hill, one at the bottom of the hill, and it seems like... If you're going to do the whole zoo, you're going to end up in trouble at some point, either yeah. having to spend the whole time going uphill or at the very end having to go uphill Pro to get back to me, your car. My strat now, park at the bottom, go up at the very beginning, and then you can just enjoy uh-huh. the zoo. Uh-huh. So I was looking, like, I was Googling, like, Smithsonian Zoo train, question mark? And what I found was in, and this is an article from 2008, the Smithsonian had a renovation plan that was approved to cost about $1 billion. It was a 20-year plan, so we're not at the end of it yet. Um, It it called for a parking garage, which we have not seen yet either, Uh, seven new animal exhibits, uh, new plazas and visitors amenities, and then one of the things in there was an aerial tram. I was thinking like a funicular of some sort or something like that. That would be dope. Part of what was approved was a three-station aerial tram similar to a ski lift that would run the length of the zoo's 163 acres. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Again, this was published in 2008. It's a 20-year plan. We're getting close. We're getting close, and I have not even seen signs that this is going to be Please look forward. Pardon our mess as we make this zoo more traversable. So I don't don't know if that's still coming or not, but um, fingers crossed. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for your service. Uh, I'm going to be thinking about this small train robbery for a very long time. Yes. And, um, I was trying to think of like a pun, like a train robbery pun 
of like a but I the best I came up with is three ten to Puma, but I don't think that that's any three ten to Zuma. They might not have Pumas at the San Antonio Zoo is the only issue. Uh huh. And I don't even know if three ten to Yuma has a train robbery in it. The problem is we don't know a lot of train words. Uh, that's not true. Okay. Engine. Uh huh. Rail. Locomotive is Locomotive. another word. Yeah. Uh huh. Anyway, that's there's not there's there's nothing there. I've just we're standing on the precipice of a comedy void and looking over it, saying like there might be we might be the ones to. Force this is why this there's not a lot of train resources on the internet. Is everybody They're sitting trying funny. to figure out what to name this website? And yeah, they've got nothing, and so. Yeah. Um, hey, thanks to Bowen and Augustus for these for our theme song. Money won't pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. And thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows that they have on there. Uh, go to McElroyMerch.com uh, and check out the all the hot merch that we've got going on. We've got a, a new Clint the Plains Walking Janitor sticker uh, that is just fantastic. Um, got some Besties merch coming soon that I'm pretty stoked about, too. I'll show you some some roughs for okay. it. Okay. Um, I think that's just about it. We got some sh- Oh, we got some shows coming up. Uh, we're going to be in Seattle doing Mabim Bam and Taz during PAX. Uh, we're going to be in Philly uh, and then New York around New York Comic Con in October. So um, you should come come see one of those shows. Go to uh, McElroyFamily.com or McElroy.Family and uh, you can find links to all that stuff. But till then, thanks for, thank you for listening to this very standard boilerplate <laughs> by the numbers <laughs> It's an episode. It's an episode of Wonderful. <laughs> this is how it always ends. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.